Chapter 11, The Prank We headed to the candy shop where Finola worked. This was perhaps the most inventive building in the village. As I approached, I noticed that it looked nothing like the cabins or workshop. It was made in a log cabin style, but instead of trees, large candy canes crisscrossed at the corners. I approached the building, touching first the candy logs and then my lips. The sweet taste of sugar and mint confirmed that they were real indeed. The door was made of thick milk chocolate with a finely carved wooden handle. I thought better than to taste this delicious entrance. I walked slowly around the front of the building. From each window, a pale blue glow escaped. These windows were different, however, from those I had found in the workshop. I touched them lightly. The windows are a special treat, Finway said. Rock candy at its best, but Nicholas, I would advise do not give these a test. But it was too late. I had licked the window, hoping to savor the sweet candied glass. My tongue was now tightly stuck to the frozen pane. I ink I a am a a. I mumbled, my tongue stretching with each word. Finway chuckled as he pointed his elf beam towards the window, heating it just enough to release me from my entrapment. Fairies must have savored the flavor as well as they were clustered around the windows, causing the blue panes to shine with bright intensity. The roof was made of candy wafers, layered over the top of one another. Large twists of red licorice formed the poles that held up the porch roof. The smell that escaped from this sweet factory could only be described as heavenly. Inside, the room was buzzing with activity. Every manner of sweet treat was being made. In one corner, two elves were hand-pulling taffy. They appeared to be engaged in a rousing game of tug-of-war. The first elf would pull the other closer and closer, and then, just as it appeared that they were about to meet, the second elf would run backwards, stretching the long, gooey rope of taffy. As they pulled, they sang a merry song. Pull the taffy, pull it long, pull it while you sing this song. Stretch the candy far and wide till the bubbles pop inside. Back and forth, to and fro, that's the way the taffy goes. Pull me closer, run away, that's the taffy game we play. When you eat it, you will find it sticks to teeth of every kind. Don't forget to brush them all, you'll find your teeth will be no more. In another part of the room, a round red glass-like candy, the shape of a log, was sitting on a cooking table. A team of fairies burrowed out its candy middle. As they passed through the tube, an elf's magic beam would slice these sweets into round lifesavers. It looked to me as if they were trying to slice the fairies as well. I peered over at Finway with concern upon my face. It's just a silly game they play to make the time pass away, he reassured. With the added color and light of elves and fairies, the whole building sparkled and shined like something out of the land of Oz. Finway motioned towards the twisting candy canes. Two elves were busy at work, 
each dressed in a white cooking apron that covered their suit. In addition, they wore a puffy cook's hat. I dutifully followed. One of the elves at work here must be Finola, I thought. Then I saw her. She was a beautiful budding elf with long dark hair that hung straight from under her white hat. Her skin was smooth and rich, just a shade darker than Finway's. Her large brown eyes were deep and welcoming. It was easy to see why this elf might have caught Finway's attention. He approached her. Though I could not hear what was being said, I knew that what was about I knew what was about to occur. Finola was so kind and gentle, I almost hated to play along with this prank. Her voice was soft and slow as she told me about the workstations and what each member of the team was required to do. Finway had led her to believe that I was a new worker. She explained that I would be helping her curl the tops of the candy canes after they had been twisted. Soon it was time for me to put on my uniform. This was the moment Finway had been waiting for, and I played my part perfectly. Finola gave me my apron, which I obediently pulled down over my yellow jacket. She then handed me my hat, but I, as planned, refused to take it. She encouraged me again ever so nicely to remove my yellow cap, but to no avail. Finally, after several more attempts, she took the bait. Let me help you with your hat. This new one should be fine, she said with a light song in her voice. I'll gently take this from your head, and then you can put on mine. With that final statement, she lifted the stocking from my head, exposing my very human ears. Finola dropped my yellow cap to the ground and let out an ear-piercing scream. Every elf in the candy factory stopped in their tracks. The skittish fairies at the sound of her scream zoomed this way and that across the room. Elves ran as the tiny, teeny beings of light buzzed them from above. Startled, a young elf dropped a bucket of jawbreakers that he had been carrying. Several fairies flew up the sleeves of one of the elves to find a place to hide. He began to hop around as the tiny lights tickled him from the inside of his jacket. As he danced, the jawbreakers rolled beneath his feet. His movements took on a crazy zigzag motion, like a jitterbug across the floor. The large handful of candy canes he was carrying were thrown wildly into the air as he tried to keep his balance. Two of the helpers at his stations tried to catch the candy canes. Their eyes locked heavenward on the red and white delights. They ran headlong into the band of taffy. They continued to chase the falling sweets until the taffy was stretched like a slingshot. Finally, it snapped, sending both flying backwards into the elves who were slicing the candy rolls. Pieces of lifesavers went flying as the beams of light sliced this way and that through the sweet round treats. Staggering from the back of the room came an unrecognizable elf who had accidentally covered himself in melted chocolate as a result of the wild commotion. He stumbled out, hands stretched forward like a Frankenstein monster, as he tried to feel his way about. Finway, by this time, was laughing and pointing at Finola, who herself was covered in a light coating of powdered sugar. She slowly turned, giving Finway a most evil look. She composed herself quickly, pushing her hair in place, 
as she brushed the sugary powder from her face. Turning towards me, she gently bowed. You must be Jan's fine grandson, of whom so much we've heard, she said, slightly out of breath. I am Finola, at your call. On that, you have my word. At that moment, I felt smaller than I ever had before. She was being so nice to me after I had just played a terrible joke on her. Please accept the most sincere apology I have, she continued. Finway thinks his modest jokes are nothing but a laugh. He is not old enough to grow out of his ways. But do not let this little boy disappoint your stay. With that, she waved her hand around the room and offered me any treat I would like. Finway, however, was not so fortunate. She handed him a broom and tasked him with cleaning up the mess that had been made. Finally, she turned back to me and ever so sweetly said, While he is cleaning up this mess, let me complete your tour. This will take him quite a while. On that, you can be sure.